Hello everyone, this is Brad Allen and welcome to Outdoor Asylum. We are recording and videoing here at the Cash River Studios, the Elite Duck Call Shop. Uh, here as always with producer Jake Seipert. Jake, how's it going? Hello, good. How are y'all doing? Uh, we're doing well, doing well. Before I uh, announce our our guest or introduce our guest, um, I want to tell you about uh, something really interesting that we're doing here at Elite Duck Calls. Um, we just started making some new calls we're going to call our Heritage Series, and we've got a video, too, that's out there where Jake and I went out to uh, to Cache River and just picking up some freshwater mussel shells that are out there. Uh, we weren't harvesting any of the mussels, but just picking up some of the shells that were on the bank, and uh, we've started doing some of that inlaying it into some duck calls, so it's pretty cool. You guys uh, check that out on our website at uh, EliteCalls.net or give us a call at 501-207-2994 if you got any questions about that. Uh, now, as far as our uh, distinguished guest this morning, uh, Tyler Lawrence is the uh, Director of Events and Programming with the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation. Tyler, thanks for being with us this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. How you, uh, what have you been up to lately? How you dealing with this extreme Arkansas heat we've been dealing with? Oh, you know, it's been fantastic outside. As soon as you step out, get the good uh, sweat marks everywhere around. But, uh, man, it's uh, it's been tough. Com- you know, that com- uh, also with the COVID and everything else going on, it's a, some crazy times we're living in right now. Amen to that. It's just been it's kind of like we're in an alternate universe, except for the heat. We're looking forward to this about every year about this time. Luckily, we've got a little bit of a cool front coming through, though, so we're getting a little bit of rain, a little bit of relief from it. Mm-hmm. But, man, it has been tough the last couple of weeks, yep. for sure. That's right. For sure. So tell me, um, you know, you're doing – we'll get to all the work that you're doing with the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation, but, uh, man, I know you're an avid duck hunter. How would it go last year? <laughs> well, uh you know, I was I was fortunate enough to to kill a few ducks. Uh, we've got a cabin up in northeast Arkansas on the Black River uh, in Brookings, Arkansas, and uh, so uh, we've primarily my entire life. You know, I've I've hunted public land right there on Dave Donaldson WMA, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we really had a a decent year last year, mm-hmm. and so. I also hunted to, around Conway and, and a few other places, went down to South Texas and was trying to get an old cinnamon teal down there. Did and you get one? No, I saw one the, <laughs> the, the day that I was leaving. So. Oh. But, uh, yeah, we uh, overall we had a, a pretty good duck season and, uh, you know, able to, to get a few of my friends up to the cabin and, and introduce a few people to – the sport of duck hunting yeah where were you uh, you say in south texas where were you hunting there that was outside of three rivers texas okay and uh we've we've got a, a good family friend there sean decento he actually lets us come down to his cabin there and uh it's really a, a pretty wild experience with with him um we get out on an airboat which I guess two years ago was my first experience down there hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, my main goal in the past two years has been to get a cinnamon teal. Still haven't gotten one, but I will. Uh, but, you know, going out there and, and getting on that airboat, riding out and seeing the eyes of the gators in the morning, it's it's really a neat experience. Yeah, you know, I, did, I got to do some of that a few years ago. I went out with a good friend of mine, Paul Brown, who was, um, who was doing some – uh, speckled trout guiding out there mm-hmm. and he did some duck guiding too so we were actually hunting on the coast around rockport right outside of corpus christi okay uh didn't see any cinnamons uh but the thing that amazed me out there 
was the uh, the pintails. Did you see a lot of pin- man? We did. That's not the same pintail we're chasing here in Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, the way they responded to the whistle, uh, the way they came in, uh, just in just the abundance of the pintails there. That was an absolute blast, and I got to do the airboat ride too. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool stuff. Yeah, neat experience for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you said uh, hunt around Conway. Where do you where do you hunt there? Uh, there's a there's a few places actually. Um, one of the only private land places. One of my good friends has taken me out to to go hunt a little private land section out there, really in the Mayflower area. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've gone out and hunted Lake Conway quite a few times, and and. Uh, had a little bit of success out there, but primarily most of the time I'm hunting, it's going to be up on Dave Donaldson W. I don't think it gets much better than hunting up somewhere at the Dave Donaldson, anywhere up there on Black River in Arkansas, whether you're around like Rainy Break, Dave Donaldson. That's mm-hmm. um, that's some great hunting up there. I'd have to say that's Black River has been one of the more consistent rivers in the last few years, as far as you know. It seemed like they pretty consistent with having good good duck numbers on there for the most part absolutely and you know they've got uh lake ashball rest area right there that's right off of the black river and uh it's really a neat experience for anyone who who hasn't seen this to go up there the you know the evening after a hunt or before a hunt and see all those birds coming out of the woods and coming into the rest area Mm -hmm. you know you'll see hundreds of thousands of birds and, uh, you know, if you have a slow day that day, you'll still see them coming out of the woods and kind of sit there and wonder, why didn't we kill any <laughs> yeah. ducks this day if there's that many coming out what of the woods? What am I doing right? wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I've had many days like that. You're sitting there salivating, looking at all the, the ones coming into the rest area, but that doesn't necessarily mean that today was good or tomorrow is going to be perfect, but it, it always gives you that uh, always gives you that hope anyway. <laughs> That's at, right. At least, at least. So I know you started hunting with your father. Um Jeff, I've known I've known your dad for a while. Um, so, when did he get you out in the woods? Man, I mean, I think my entire life has been involved in the outdoors, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, ever since I was probably five, six years old, maybe even a little younger than that, had the old Red Rider in my hand, you know, and <laughs> and. Uh, of course, graduated, stepped up to a twenty-two, and then started shooting 20 gauges and all that. But I think my first real duck hunting experience, and I'll never forget this, I was, uh, I was probably seven, eight years old, and he took me up to the cabin, you know, and, and what happens at the cabin stays at the cabin. <laughs> you got right? that lecture early oh, on. Oh, boy, we yeah. Don't, we have, don't tell mama. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you got blood on your head, don't, don't, don't tell mama. But, uh, you know, Back then, the they, you know, they didn't really have the nice kids' youth waiters or, or any of that, and so I got an old hand-me-down pair of brown rubber waiters, and uh, first day out there, I think it was probably about 20, 25 degrees that morning. I mean, it was a cold morning, and, uh, boy, the ducks were just piling in. I mean, just we couldn't keep them out of the hole. And uh, limited out real early, and of course, Dad. About halfway through it, I'm sitting there just shaking, shivering those old rubber boots, and and uh, he said, "You cold, son?" I said, "No, sir." Yeah. <laughs> and I knew from that moment on, duck hunting was going to be a 
a major, major part of my life. Yeah. But, which, you know, my, my dad for 25-plus years has worked for Ducks Unlimited. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that in itself really pushed us to to duck hunt, and that's been a passion of his for for a long, long time. And so I've been very fortunate and blessed to, to have been raised up, uh, you know, outside and, and involved with hunting and shooting sports and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny, you bring back memories of mine. I remember, you know, being a kid and it was like, the, like you said, you didn't have these great clothes that we had. You know, now I remember it was just you wore a lot of layers of what you had. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember a similar story with my father. I remember hiding around the corner. I remember one day, one morning being so cold that I actually broke down and cried as a child. Yep. Um, you know, 16, 17. No, a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit younger than that. But uh, didn't want him to see me. You that's know, right. Like hiding from him because scared he would not bring me back. And mm-hmm. that's that's when you know you've been bitten pretty early by the bug, you know. Absolutely. You're definitely wanting to do it. So what um, – you know, you're doing this with the with the Game of Fish Foundation now. Is this is this following a, a plan? Is this something that you saw coming? Did you when you, you went to college? I'm guessing. Yeah. Where'd you go to school? I uh, I graduated from Pangburn High School and then continued education at the University of Central Arkansas. Okay. And uh, I think like uh, like most kids, I decided I was going to go pre pharmacy, mm-hmm. which I had no real strength or drug, background drug dealing was right yeah there. oh yeah Something you always want <laughs> <laughs> yeah no uh you know uh so of course that quickly changed after my first chemistry uh, <laughs> exam there at uca and uh you know i, I decided to change that to a business administration ma- uh, major so mm-hmm. graduated uh from that and you know I, i've kind of been a little bit all over the place i worked with lowe's actually for about four years through all throughout college and a little bit after I graduated, ended up becoming a data center solution architect or engineer for Hewlett Packard and a company called Insight, mm-hmm. designing data centers for the federal government and system integrators and all that. And then, uh, you know, one of my lifelong dreams was to really follow in the footsteps of my dad. And, uh, you know, I didn't know if that necessarily meant Ducks Unlimited um, or another conservation organization. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough every, every day I was searching to, to get in that area, mm-hmm. you know. And I just happened to come across one day the National Wild Turkey Federation. They had a job posting for a regional director in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, called and and through you know a few interviews and all that I probably I think there was about thirty or forty people who had actually applied for that job mm-hmm. and uh, you know from my experience with my dad working with Ducks Unlimited and selling raffle tickets since I've ten years old you know <laughs> to people and helping set up and tear down banquets uh, you know I was able to. Uh, get that job as regional director for the western half of Arkansas within WTF. Wow. So where was that? Uh, so you said western. So were you talking about like the Fayetteville area kind of? Yeah, I, I basically, within WTF, I was with them for about two and a half years, and I had the full western half of Arkansas from, from north to south. So, um, you know, all the way down to Magnolia, El Dorado, 
and all the way up to the Fayetteville, Springdale area. Wow, wow. So I'm guessing big turkey hunter as well? You know, uh, ironically, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Which uh, a lot of pe- people gave me gave me crap about that, <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, my, my passion, though, is, is for the outdoors in general, and it's, it's not necessarily limited to any one species, but, uh, you know, something that uh, I always tried to get people to make sure that they understood with supporting NWTF and, and any of those conservation organizations is that, uh, you know, any of the habitat work that, that was done by NWTF from the funds that I helped raise in the time that I was there doesn't just benefit the wild turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's also quail habitat and yeah. deer and, I mean, you know, anything across the board. And so um, I have killed some turkeys. You know, my, my first turkey, I, I think I kind of I kind of messed up on the first turkey because it, it actually had three beards <laughs> for the very first turkey that I killed. Three beards. Three huh? beards, yep. I think the longest one was about eight inches and then four inches and then about a two and a half or so. So how are you going to top that, right? I mean, yeah. I just, there's nothing nothing better than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what did you do um, with with Ducks Unlimited? I know you, you talk about selling raffle tickets and stuff. Did you, were you over any of those chapters or just pretty much working with your father? Well, of course, you know, working working with my dad, he would, uh, especially as I, as I got a little older, he'd say, all right, get in the truck. We're going to a banquet up in mm-hmm. Fayetteville or wherever it's at, you know, and, and I love doing it. Uh, but during my time with University of Central Arkansas, I actually, they previously had a college chapter there, and it had died, and I kicked that thing back off. And uh, that would have been, I think, in about 2010, nine or ten and i think they have still had a banquet every year since and continue to grow that chapter uh which is really a, a cool thing for me to look back on i try to go to it every year if i can you know i need to go are you are they doing anything this year are they able to i know everything with covid everything's up in the air man you know um ducks unlimited nwtf us with the foundation we're all faced with the challenges of, of COVID and, and the restrictions of having an in-person event. And uh, a lot of them, us included, are going to an online silent auction uh, idea. Um, some are doing online raffles. Online, we're going to be pushing out an online sweepstakes with the foundation here pretty soon too. But as far as a physical event, there's really not much – not much going on. I need to get involved with that because uh, I'm an alumni of UCA as well. I got my okay. degree in physical therapy there, and my wife is currently a uh, professor there in the physical therapy department. Really? Yeah. My dad always, you know, knowing how smart his son was, he always told me I better marry somebody a lot smarter <laughs> than I was, and I was able to pull that off. So, yeah, uh-huh. she teaches in the PT department there, but uh, I didn't hear until recently that they had the, you know, last couple of years that they had a chapter there. I've been meaning to get down there and try to do something with them. Being an alumni, I need to come down there and do something with yeah, them, you know. So, absolutely. So that would uh, that would be fun. So now we talk about Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation. It, it was the longest time before I realized that there was a difference between the foundation and the actual commission. You yeah. know, the commission, those are the guy actually into the enforcement of all our game and fish laws and mm-hmm. setting up everything. So 
what how how do you distinguish that? So how would you tell someone what the difference is between foundation and commission? Yeah, and it's it's a very common misconception, I guess. Uh, a lot of people do think that the commission and the foundation are, are the same entity. Um, the foundation we are actually a five hundred one c three nonprofit fundraising auxiliary of the commission for the commission. Mm-hmm. And so we share a very similar logo. Um, you know, the, the foundation was started in 1982 by Stephen N. Wilson, who's a former director of the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. Not to be confused with Wild Man. Not Wild Man. Uh, good, good buddy, good friend there. But, uh, yeah, you know, and so there's, there's kind of a lot of different things that we do with the foundation. You know, one, obviously – is to raise funds to help support the Game Fish Commission in, in any way that we can, whether that be uh, putting up match funds for a conservation project, whether that is, uh, you know, just supporting any of the events that they have. Um, of course, we do probably one of our big events that we have. There's a few events that we put on, one of those being the Arkansas Outdoor Hall of Fame Banquet, uh, which unfortunately for this year, due to the restrictions with COVID, had to be pushed to 2021. Mm. But, you know, in, in place of that, kind of what we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, we had to really think outside of the box. That's the main fundraiser for us, for the foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a lot of funds that we can help support the commission with as well. And so we've transitioned that to an online si- super silent auction that we're going to be kicking off on August 1st run through August 29th, and uh, boats, campers, ATVs, knives, products from Ducks Unlimited and NWTF. I mean, a lot of great things, great mm-hmm. projects, dream hunts that you can go on. We're not talking about trinkets here. We're talking about some cool stuff. Really cool stuff. You know, yeah. you want to go on a helicopter hog hunt. I mean, there's Uh-oh. there's stuff all across the board. So Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, other than that um, – you know, one of our main initiatives is to get not only the youth, but everyone in the state of Arkansas unplugged and engaged in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we've all seen it, we've all heard it, that the number of hunters across the entire United States has gone down tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people would definitely argue that fact if you're out in the woods on opening weekend of duck season. But overall, that, that has made a, a substantial negative impact on the dollars that is raised that goes to the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission. And, and so it's more important now than ever to, to get people unplugged and engaged in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're gauging that by licenses, license, license purchases yep. and stamps and yep. things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So this going back to your this raffle or this uh, online auction that you're silent auction that you're having you know we got a lot of listeners from out of state so mm-hmm. i mean is this open to anybody we got a listener out there in california wants to put in a bid and and buy something he's absolutely he's eligible yeah okay absolutely eligible and you know for for more information on that they can go online to agff.org okay and uh or agff.org slash hof and that will take them directly to the hall of fame page and uh, click a link to the silent auction on there. So Again, it's from August the 1st through the 29th, you said. 29th. I'm going to get on there and check some of that out. Definitely, definitely do. 
I may not air this podcast until September, just so I don't I can oh yeah something have a better chance of winning. <laughs> no, no, we wouldn't yeah. we wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um. So you're so funding for the foundation. Then you know, obviously, you've got uh, these events that you talked about, and then donations, things like that. Mm-hmm. Is there is there any tax funding or anything like that for this? How, is there any other? You know, you said it was five hundred one. So is there? There's nothing else other than donations then for the most part that's funding this. Pretty much. Uh, so, you know, one of the one of the other uh, revenue streams for us and things that we do to help the commission is sell all of the advertisements for the hunting, fishing, trout, waterfowl, or water, waterfowl and turkey guidebooks. Okay. And in that, part of, uh, you know, some of the options that you have there is to do an in-kind donation towards that for credit in the advertising mm-hmm. book. And so we, we have a, a, a few people that will do basically an in-kind donation of a boat motor and trailer setup from Havoc or War Eagle um, or, you know, any of those other different companies, Express Boats. And, um, you know, that will basically go on to the silent auction and uh, in lieu of their dollar amount for guidebook advertisements Mm -hmm. sweet so you know what about you got the ads in the in these regulation books i see sometimes that you guys have got prints and things like that in there that are does that have to do with the foundation or is that going to commission absolutely that's uh primarily the foundation so for instance the the duck stamp print um deke whitbeck the president of the foundation and myself and and ruth catherine kelly that's the three uh, workers for the foundation. We're the only paid staff for the foundation. Uh, but we are over selecting the artwork for this year, you know, for that year. Um, and also getting those prints out for sale. And I think this year we are actually going to be announcing a quail print for the quail stamp. And uh, that's going to be for sale as well this year and possibly maybe in the future looking at doing a turkey stamp print as well. I'm not a a quail hunter. I didn't know that there even was a quail stamp. Yes, that's actually a a fairly new um, stamp that they've put out. I can't remember the amount this year. It's either $4.50 or $9 for the quail stamp. And it's, it's an optional thing for for any hunter that wants to help support the quail program at agfc and the same with the turkey stamp Mm -hmm. it's an optional stamp so Mm -hmm. the quail what's i I don't know that much about it i know that you know i hear the the older guys talking about quail hunting and they're like oh man if you could have done the quail hunting back in the day you'd probably never be duck hunting and i know there's still certain parts (laughs) of the country where they do some great quail hunting but um What's the primary thing to improve that side of things? I mean, just habitat seems to be the biggest thing for quail. And if we could teach those stupid birds to nest in a tree instead of on the <laughs> ground, it would really help yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I, I think that, uh, which I'm no biologist by any means, but I kind of agree with you in, in thinking that it's the it's the habitat mm-hmm. restoration, and, and uh, I think that's a, a major factor in that you know it's funny I was talking with my my dad yesterday on the way I was driving somewhere anyway talking about 
the quail stamp and coming on this show and and he had mentioned that uh years and years ago he grew up in little rock but they would always come out to greenbrier where i live and kill a ton of quail Hmm. and uh you know there's still i think there's a quail preserve out there Hmm. um right outside of greenbrier going towards damascus but you know even when we first moved back to arkansas I guess it would have been early 90s. Moved there in Pangburn right there on the Little Red River. I remember hearing the Bob White. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just you just don't hear it anymore. Yeah. So. Used to get into a covey or two dove hunting back in the day, but there weren't enough quail to really hunt. But occasionally right. you'd flush some up, you know, have a, have a slight small heart attack. Usually uh, <laughs> you get right in the middle of them and you flush them. Um doing that but i never really i've been on a couple of quail hunts but never never did a lot of it so with your events that you normally have of course we got this you know this we're in this alternate universe of covid right now but Mm -hmm. normally what type of events are involved with the foundation yeah so um of course other than the arkansas outdoor hall of fame banquet we've created a a second banquet up in northwest arkansas that's kind of similar to the outdoor hall of fame or or any typical banquet fundraiser that that you would go to live auction silent auction raffles all that good stuff and uh that kind of started out as a a a little bit of a friend raiser up there uh you know it was a it was a free entry event at first and we just wanted to really spread the word of what the foundation is doing across the state and the impact that we make with the game fish commission um other than that we've got a, a couple of pretty big events that we put on uh that's geared towards kids uh so one of them being the arkansas youth shooting sports program which we support a lot uh we have a uh, a big trap high school trap tournament for them uh this year unfortunately it was canceled due to covid but we were able to raise some funds there and and do a pretty solid donation to the Arkansas Youth Shooting Sports Program, which was was fantastic. And uh, a second big event that we just had, I guess it was three or four weeks ago, was the Commissioner's Cup High School Fishing Tournament. And, uh, you know, typically we had originally planned that to be an event on Lake Washita. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have it over at Safe Harbor Brady Mountain there and and do the big launch and the big weigh-in and do the restrictions with covid we we had to really get creative in the approach with that you know we wanted to keep all the kids and parents and everyone else safe and uh, we're actually able to utilize this app on your phone called tourney x and what this does is um, you basically take a picture of your fish on a bump board and instead of going off the weight of the fish, it was the length of the fish. So a little bit different, but we were able to open that up to 10 public lakes across the state of Arkansas. So, you know, if somebody lived up in Northwest and they wanted to fish up there, they were able to do that. Or if they wanted to go down to Greer's Ferry or, I mean, really a, a cool concept. So any lake then? Virtually, yeah. Ten, huh. A list of 10 different lakes and um you know, we ended up having almost a hundred participants in that on online style tournament. Cool. Uh, we 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 set up a, a kind of a judging table 
over at Trader Bills Outdoors and Hot Springs there. And, uh, you know, it, it was really a neat process. Um, we were sitting there. They would submit a fish through their phone. We would make sure everything was okay. It was measured correctly. And uh, we did paid out for the top ten places with the latest fishing gear, rods, reels, tackle. I mean, a, really a neat thing. We were even able to get some donations for batteries for the top five boat captains and all kinds of great stuff. So really a cool, cool event. Tell me about this virtual X a little bit more. I'm, uh, you, you got my attention now. So it's this thing is measuring the. You're looking at the length of the fish. So mm-hmm. is it? Are they just getting credit for length only, or is this thing somehow trying to calculate? Like if you had a really fat fish, uh, does it is any of that calculated in, or is it strictly length? Strictly length. Okay, so if me, I'm trying to think now. If I'm a high school kid who tried to cheat at just about everything that I could, <laughs> I've always said if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> so. If I catch a gar, I mean, in my eligible, because that's what I'm going to go for, it's, which is pretty much just largemouth bass only. That's, yep, that's okay. it. That sucks. That's it. So my gar, theory, my gar you'd be, approach wouldn't. You'd be out on that fish. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. That's pretty cool. So is that open? They're like, I guess the schools have fishing teams, so it's just any kid that's in within a certain age group there in high school in Arkansas yeah. is eligible, was eligible? Or? Well, you'd, you'd be surprised. Uh, a lot of, a ton of schools now have fishing teams i knew colleges did but high school it is a big deal in the state of arkansas great which is yeah it really is great um like i said you know we we had 40 plus teams Mm -hmm. that fished in this tournament um and you know there there are teams from all over the state that that participated in it Mm -hmm. um it's basically open to any of the high school and I think this year we actually opened it up to junior high as well um, but high school and junior high teams and one of the qualifiers was that they had fished at least three tournaments in one of the different circuits so I think there's four or five different high school fishing circuits across the state mm-hmm. and they just had to fish in at least three of those yeah man that's awesome I'm glad I'm glad to see that yeah I'm glad to see that so I, I know too that the Game Fish Foundation. I see um, different education centers or ads popping up for them, mm-hmm. and um, I've been to the one over there around the River Market and mm-hmm. Little Rock. I've toured With that. Stevens, that's, right? Yeah, that's yeah. really a cool, cool place to go tour if you've never if you've never done that. Uh, definitely a good place to go. So what? Uh, how many of those do we have in the state? You know, I don't know the the total number of them. Um, I, of course, there's one over in. Fort Smith area, and then we're actually building a new one up in northwest Arkansas in Springdale. Mm-hmm. And uh, for that particular one, this is the first time it's been done with us. The foundation is actually helping fund that full new nature center. Mm-hmm. It's a JB and John L. Hunt Ozark Highlands Nature Center, I think is the, the full name of it. But um, – you know they're they're all great places for people to come in and and explore and and kind of get some history of hunting and fishing in the state of Arkansas and things like that. But uh, you know one of the one of the big things like with this one in Northwest Arkansas, they're going to have a full 3D archery range indoors, a BB gun range for the kids, uh, a very cool interactive 
uh, walk through, you know, nature center itself. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be an outdoor archery range where you're kind of walking through like you would a golf course Mm -hmm. and uh, have a quail preserve out there and, and a lot of different things. It's a neat, neat place. And I think that's scheduled to open here in October of this year. Sounds awesome. I need to get up there and get up there and see that. It's pretty neat. My, I need to take my little girl up there and let her see it. Absolutely. I think I've got a Disney princess. I don't know that I've got a hunter, but I'm still uh, – I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'll, I'll take her up there and we'll we'll see what, uh, what yeah. she thinks. But yeah, for sure. Sounds like it's got all the high-tech stuff. She'll she'll be interested in, in taking a look at it. So uh, that's awesome. Now you t- we talked about the fishing. I know one thing, too, that's gotten huge with, uh, with our youngsters is the trap shooting teams. I mean, here, even here locally in Cersei, mm-hmm. Arkansas, where we're at, um, the some of the surrounding areas here, um, I know they've got some great trap shooting teams in some of the surrounding communities. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess you guys, that's something else that you're involved with as well, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, that program in the state of Arkansas is called the Arkansas Youth Shooting Sports Program, AYSSP. Ran by Jimmy Self. He's a fantastic guy and extremely passionate about getting kids out, getting them shooting, and feeling comfortable with firearms and and all that, which, of course, at the end of the day, a lot of times leads to getting them hunting Mm -hmm. and fishing and and everything else. So, um, you know, we fully support that program. Um, Like I said, we do the – the high school trap tournament through the AYSSP program and, uh, you know, support that in any other way that we can, whether it's through a monetary donation, you know, to the program or, mm-hmm. or just helping support it at some of their events. So, mm-hmm. so the, um, couple other things, like, I don't think you guys put this on, but I've, I've seen you guys have had a presence at least like the big buck classic. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I don't even know Hopefully we'll get to have the Big Buck Classic this year. I think it's probably a huge que- – if they hadn't made a decision, I'm sure it's nothing more than a question mark at this point. Yeah. But um, so what – like last year, what would you guys do? Would you guys have set up there? You had something for kids there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, Tommy and Catherine Murchison are, are really great people. They're, they kind of put on the Big Buck Classic. Um, you know, they, they wanted to create – you know, an even better experience for the kids other than everything that they already have out there. And so one of the f- buildings that, that they had, uh, instead of putting some booths in there, they said, here, guys, we want you to have this entire building filled up full of stuff for the kids. Wow. And so we had a, a 3D archery shoot. We had a hoverball archery shoot in there. We had... Uh, hoverball the, archery, what is that? It Man, there's a... a Basically, it's kind of a an inflatable setup, and it's got air pockets shooting up, and there's some some different size round balls just floating in the air. Uh-huh. These kids are are grabbing a bow and arrow <laughs> and shooting that thing out of the air. It's a really it was a, a cool experience. And then we had the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers out there, and and um, the NWTF BB gun range for kids to shoot at. And then one of the biggest features that we had out there, we had a guy come down. I don't even know what state he was from. He was from pretty far up north. Brought down a, a huge fishing pond that we set up indoors. And the Game and Fish Commission was nice enough to come out and stock that pond. 
full of uh, rainbow trout. Mm. And we had, I think, 20 little rod setups that were all around there. And I don't know how many kids went in and, and caught their first fish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the whole experience there at the Big Buck Classic was was really great and, and really showed true what our mission is, getting kids unplugged and engaged in the outdoors. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you how many kids came through there, but I, really how many kids it was their first time to, to shoot a BB gun, yeah, to catch a fish, to shoot a bow and arrow. Yeah, and the smiles on their faces was just really unbelievable. That's you know that's something that we take we take for granted so much, and we've talked about it on this show, you know, the heritage with hunting, yeah. and most of us, you know, you included myself, it's our fathers mm-hmm. that get us involved in it. You know, it's a yeah. family thing that we're yeah. just born into. We get a chance to do it. We don't realize as kids how fortunate we are. We don't understand it until we get older uh, and you start looking around. I know my father, you know, took a lot of my friends on their first duck hunt. You know, mm-hmm. they came, spent the night with me, and then we went hunting the next morning. It was yeah. their first introduction to it as well. But we really sometimes we forget, you know, that they're just so many kids. They're not going to get any exposure. You guys are getting – you're giving some exposure to, to kids and some opportunities to kids that are not getting it in mm-hmm. any other way. That's right. Uh, and like you said, for this, you know, for our heritage here in, with hunting and fishing to continue, I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously it's through these kids. It's, it's the next generation. And mm-hmm. I, I worry a lot about what's it going to be like, you know, when my, you know, I've got a, I've got a daughter six years old when she's, you know, when she's older, you know, how, how much of that generation is going to know the outdoors and, and be able to enjoy and appreciate the things that we do, you yep. know? It's uh, really glad to see the see the foundation doing that, you know. And how do you, you know, like I hear a lot of negative comments, of course, you know, gosh, man, I can't imagine being with the Game and Fish Commission or the even the foundation like you guys, you know. Uh, we hunters are never happy, you know, and we see decisions, regulations passed through Game and Fish that we some we agree with, some we disagree with. You're mm-hmm. never going to make everybody happy. And that being said, I've seen a lot of things that I wasn't happy with, you know, uh, things that I disagreed with. And but at the same time, I understand that there's a there's a bigger picture that I'm not seeing. Uh, there's decisions that have to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, you know I don't agree with everything, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm always 100 percent right. Uh, I'm never wrong, obviously. You know, I'm, not, I'm never 100 <laughs> yeah. percent wrong, but That's, or at least yeah. we're not going to we're not going to call it that. Right. Right. But. Um, and, you know, how do you respond? I mean, do you, you, you see people, I've, I've heard people say, oh, man, we got an education center going in, and, um, man, we could have spent that on improving this hunting over here. We could have mm-hmm. done this or done something different. I mean, when you deal with that negativity, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, how do you pretty much approach that? Yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, you, uh, the nature center, those are, that's always something that's that's brought up. Uh, to us one thing that a lot of people don't know about like say the the new nature center that's going up in northwest arkansas is that i think it's 70 80 percent of that was raised through private funds Mm -hmm. don't quote me on that number but you know a a majority of the funds raised Mm -hmm. uh was was done through the foundation through the efforts of of deke doing a capital campaign up there and uh, 
you know, at the end of the day, we, we have to have those type of facilities. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about, you know, you take your daughter up there, I'll take my son up there, different things like that. You know, it's important that we not only get kids out outdoors and involved in hunting and fishing and shooting sports and all that, but, you know, that's, a, that's an easy transition into that. Mm-hmm. Take a kid to that nature center where they can press a button and, and hear the sound of a bear you know, or, or whatever it may be, and, and maybe spark some interest there. And and not only that, you know, it's um, go out and shoot your bow. Mm-hmm. Take your kid to shoot a BB gun for the first time, you know, things like that. But, but overall, uh, you know, kind of going back to your question as far as you can't you just can't make everyone happy right. with any rule or regulation and and uh you know i i don't really per se have any any say over any of that that type thing you know the regulations but i will say that i have been in the room with the commissioners when they're voting on some some very tough tough issues and and things that that we're facing across the state and you know, you got to keep in mind those, all the commissioners, great men and women, they're people just like you and I. Mm-hmm. And, and those decisions that are made are, are not an easy decision. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, if anyone is interested in, in seeing in any of that, all of those meetings are actually streamed online. So if you want to see the, the kind of back and forth talk of uh, you know any regulation changes and and things that they vote on there, you're able to see that live, yeah. and I think that that really might help a lot of people understand the decision making process that that they go through for those regulations. And you know, even myself, of course, I've grown up hunting and fishing, and and uh, always, of course, supported the Game Fish Commission and, and the foundation and everybody else. But, uh, you know, up to a point, you know, they would release a, a change in, in direction or, or a, a new law or something that, that they want you to, to abide by. And, uh, you know, I didn't know any of the backlog behind it. I didn't know the reasoning behind anything. And so I would recommend anybody to to watch those meetings. And uh, whenever COVID lifts, you'll be able to attend those meetings again yeah. at the AGFC headquarters. So You know, when I, I see these arguments popping up, um, different regulations passed, made by the commission, you know, different mm-hmm. policies that we have here in Arkansas, and everything erupts. Um, and I find myself sometimes on the angry camp, sometimes I find myself on the, Hey, settle down, camp. You know, mm-hmm. relax. Um, and and um, the one thing that always stands out to the bottom line to me, and I think this is so cool, is that this shows me how passionate our Kansans are about hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, nobody's going to be happy. You're not going to make everyone happy all the time. Yeah. But when I see that, you know, sometimes I'm shaking my head. Sometimes I'm shaking it no. Sometimes I'm shaking it yes. But I think it's really cool how passionate the hunters and fishermen are in this state. You know, we're, we, we're so blessed to be from this state, to be able to do the things we do mm-hmm. here in Arkansas and to see that passion. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, like say, say football in Alabama. <laughs> you know, you got, to, right. you got Nick Saban 
uh, can win a couple national championships. The next one, he's in the championship game and and uh, they lose. Mm-hmm. And then you got a guy in Alabama saying, "Fire his ass." That's right. You know, we got. That's right. <laughs> we got to get a new coach in here. Yep. You're just like, wow! I can't believe the passion that these guys have, yep. which can border insanity. And I don't think we see that quite maybe so much with our football team. Uh, if we do, we'd all be jumping off a bridge oh, after well, the last couple of years. Yeah. But um, the passion is there. You know, Absolutely. it means so much to so so many people. And uh, I just I really think that that's cool. So, does the foundation have anything to do with any of the actual the the management areas, the the land areas, any, any involvement there with the actual hunting properties that we're dealing with? So not necessarily any of the the WMAs or things like that. Um, You know, we do actually own Potlatch Education Center. The foundation owns that property, as well as the Fredberry Conservation Center. Uh, So Potlatch is near Casco, Arkansas. Uh, Really cool property. I think over there we've got uh, about 80 acres with a, a lodge on there. Uh, homestead and and some other things you know properties like that that uh you know we're we own and maintain and of course pay insurance and all that good stuff on it, it those two properties really allow a lot of cool things so for instance the uh the one over at potlatch will hafner great guy he's kind of over that area um we take kids out for their first squirrel hunts out there. So they there. get to hunt that property. Yeah. Okay. Now now it's not it's not open for adults. Okay. You know, you or I couldn't go out and hunt it. Uh, but there's a lot of youth hunts out there. Yeah. There's youth fishing. There's uh, veteran hunts, I think, some out there. And uh, some handicapped fishing opportunities mm-hmm. uh, out there on, on that body of water. And then, you know, looking at the property over at, Yed, at Yaleville, the Fred Berry Conservation Area. Um, I think that's 420 acres of property out there. Kind of a similar setup. There's a Crooked Creek, I think is what it is, that, that goes around that. There's about two and a half miles of uh, frontage there on Crooked Creek. There's a, uh, a trap range that, you know, local youth teams, high school teams through the AYSSP pro- program are actually able to to go out and shoot out there. So really a, a, a neat thing that, that we were able to do um, and kind of accept that donation and then turn it over to the commission for them to utilize to its fullest extent. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Good place for the kids to get out and, and do something. Now, what about, um, I know like shooting-wise, you know, traps got to where you talked about it being so huge. One of the best places I hear, and I have not been there yet, Best places to shoot's over in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Now, are you guys? I know that the city, actual city of Jacksonville, has something to do with that. Is the foundation involved at all with that, or is that just pretty much through the city? Well, so the foundation raised the funds to get that thing put up. Okay, and um, you know, if you'll if you ever go out there, you'll see all of the different sponsors. You know, people sponsored a uh, one of the shooting lanes or or whatever. A lot of great sponsors from all across the state sponsored to put money together to to build that thing. Um, once it was built and finished, keys were handed over to the city of Jacksonville, and they actually run that range. 
but it is still known as the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation Shooting Sports Complex. Okay, so you get named. Okay. Yeah, we've got the the big sign on the front <laughs> front of the building. Yeah, and uh, you know we we utilize that place as much as we can. Yeah, it's it is really a truly a top notch facility. That's what I've heard. I, I need to get out there for several reasons. Number one, I want to see it. Number two, uh, the way I shot last year during duck season, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So I need to definitely get out there and yeah. and uh, polish a little bit. Hopefully, they'd have an instructor or somebody out there that could help me just a little <laughs> bit. Say, hey, man. <laughs> oh, the 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 crew out there, um, they really are are great to to work with. As soon as you walk in the door, you're you're met with a smile, and uh, and they will help you in any any way that they can. But you know, one of the primary reasons that the foundation wanted to get that going is for us in the state to have the ability to host collegiate level trap tournaments, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's a facility that can handle that. Yeah, and so it's really, like I said, a, a great place, and and uh, definitely need to check it out. Awesome. All right, now I'm uh, change change gears a little bit here. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Every guest we get in here, I try to get some kind of a funny story out of them. I want to hear some funny hunting stories. You know, we sit around the campfire. That's what we do. We swap funny hunting stories. So you got anything for us? If you don't, fine. You got anything that you that you can share? Oh man, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's quite a few that I have probably a few of them that I can't tell on here, but uh, you know I, I've I've been married to my wife Jennifer for five years. We have a an awesome four year old son, and uh, back in the old dating days with Jennifer, her name's Jennifer Lawrence by the way, kind of like the movie star. Okay, you know, yeah. kind of a big deal. But yeah. uh, anyway, love her to death. Greatest greatest things ever happened to me, but. Anyway, she when we were dating, she always said that, you know, she was a big hunter and she fished and I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. Of I mean, I'm in love. That's it. Yeah. That's all you had to say, <laughs> you know. And uh so she had gone deer hunting a few times with her dad and and uh we were able to take her out on her first dove hunt and uh duck hunts and all that. There's there's kind of two things with her. One was the uh the inaugural dove hunt. We do a dove hunt every year over at uh, Sweet Home with a, a great, great family friend of ours. And uh, Jennifer was out that morning, and you know, Dad and I had worked with her on shooting a shotgun and, and getting really comfortable with it, and loaded up that shotgun. I said, "Babe, there's three shells in this gun. If you see a dove, she wasn't the greatest shot. I said, if you see a dove, you pull that trigger three times until you see something fall." And uh, so she, we're we're all kind of waiting in the line, you know, dove flew by, first shot, boom, she knocked it down. She walks out to go grab that thing, and of course, you know, they'll flutter a little bit mm-hmm. after being shot if it's not graveyard dead. Right. And uh, she was probably about six feet away from it, and it kind of gave a little flutter on the wings. <laughs> And we saw you grab that old shotgun and point that down. <laughs> and dad, my dad and I both at the same time are saying, no. And she <laughs> and finished that, him off on the oh, ground with the, with yeah, the gun. No. Yeah, that, uh, there wasn't much meat left on that dove there. But I think my, my favorite story with that is taking her out uh, to the Black River. 
and the true cabin experience, you know, for for a flooded timber duck hunt. And uh, so the water was pretty low out out on the WMA where where our hole is that year, and you know we had to get out and push the levee boat back and and you know kind of deal with that. It was about uh, I don't know fifty degrees outside that day. I mean, pretty pretty warm day. Jennifer had a four and one coat on and the waders and sweatpants and all that prepared this. for anything but yeah yeah i'm thinking she's gonna be having to take that off here pretty quick she's out there shivering all day and i swear to you this was probably one of the best duck hunts i've ever gone on my entire life i mean we're you know 7 45 8 o'clock we had all the decoys and everything back in the boat heading back to the cabin because <laughs> we had limited out and uh, she was still just shivering cold. She said, I'm going to walk walk back, walk the boat back with you. And I said, no, you had never walked in flooded timber before. And uh, so we start walking back there. And, of course, she wouldn't listen to me, wouldn't get in the boat. And uh, about, I don't know, 100 feet later, she's walking. And, and I turn around, and I swear to you, Brad, she was falling in slow motion in that water. <laughs> And, uh, you know, of course, all she had to do was just stand up, but she just kind of fell in that water, got completely soaked, and and just kind of sat there for a second. Finally, my dad was standing right behind her. He just he picked her up out of that water, and uh, that was the first time she was baptized in the Black River there. Baptism. That's Baptism. right. That's right. That's awesome. Well, it tells me two things. Uh, the first story that you told about her finishing that dove off tells me that you better walk the line. Oh, that's right. Because um, I don't think she <laughs> sounds like a lady that might finish you off yep. too if you if you get out of line. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is uh, now this is when you guys were were you married or dating at the point where she where she fell? I think I think we were still dating. Then. Okay. That's love. If because I'm gonna tell you right now, my my lovely wife is is not a hunter. She don't want to go. She's like mm-hmm. getting up early and staying out in cold weather. It's just not gonna. That's not her bag. She right. does, she wants no point in it. If I took her out and she fell in the water or something like that, we would not be married today. <laughs> so the fact that yeah. you guys uh, are married uh, with a child that tells me a lot yeah. about her. Uh, yeah. I'm glad to hear she was baptized. Does she still? Will she still go with you? Absolutely not. Not that was no. It. That was the, that was the end she, of it. we we got back to the cabin and. Uh, Boy, she sat sat in front of that heater for about two hours, just shivering. And uh, finally, I I don't think she even went hunting the next day. We got back home, and she said, I think I'll let duck hunting be your thing. There you go. There so. you go. Well, Jennifer, if you're listening to this, um, you know, being a good sport here, hearing these stories that he's telling about you, you're invited to come on here anytime you want to because we'd love to hear some dirt on Tyler as well, and I'd love to get some on his father, Jeff, good friend oh. of mine. So if you got some dirt, if you want a little bit of revenge, you just contact us. We'll get you on the podcast, and uh, revenge can can be yours. Yeah. So uh, uh, just let us know. But, man, that's that's great. And, um, you know, again, uh, thank you for coming on the, on the podcast. Absolutely. We really enjoyed sitting here and visiting with you. Um, and I think the thing that stands out through everything that we've talked about today, um, I love everything that you guys do, especially with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. what you're promoting with the with the youth here, um, you know, thinking about the future, as we talked about earlier with these kids and um, getting some of these guys out. And, and we've talked about that with uh, here on this show and to all the people listening. Um, 
we 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 bring the heritage through our own families. But you know what, guys? Let's let's make a point to take some kids. Let's identify some kids that do not have the same opportunities, if not have mm-hmm. the same blessings that we have had being raised in the outdoors. And let's get some of these youngsters outside. I know the youth hunts that the Game and Fish do here, and I'm sure in just about every state they have this. Anytime there's a youth hunt, gather up some youngsters. You know, let's get them out there. Let's introduce them. Uh, to the outdoors, uh, let's let's show them, um, you know, just just gun safety and you yeah. know so much of what we see. You know, you talk about firearms; it's negative. You know, man, mm-hmm. we can't get these kids around guns, and you know, God forbid we see a school shooting. Getting more of these kids involved, teaching them firearm safety, getting getting them involved in positive things like hunting, man, that's our future. And and let's let's make a point to do that. Let's give back to these sports that have been so good to us. So, yeah. So really appreciate what you guys do, and and man, appreciate you coming and making the trip down here to be with us. Now we're sitting at a card table. We got to do this with every episode. I won. I think I won the last one. I've been getting beat quite a bit here lately, but. Uh, We'll shuffle these out. We're going to have a little quick game of war here. <laughs> cut the cards. All right. So, high card wins, and we'll discuss how much money we're playing for after we see who wins. What you got? Now, hold on. Don't look at yours yet. Okay. We'll see here. Let me ask you this. All right. You on trade? Don't trade? Yeah. Bring a new aspect here. That is a new aspect to it. Do I want to trade? I'm thinking about some of the stories that you've told me here. I don't know that you can be trusted too much. Yeah, I do want to trade. All right. Let's see what we got. That was a good trade. Dad, man, he tricked me, man. <laughs> he tricked me. Seven to a six. Yeah, cheated me out of it. No. Man, thanks for being here. And, guys, for anybody that wants to contribute to the Arkansas Game of Fish Foundation, how do they how do they go about doing yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely, and thank you for bringing that up. There's there's a few different ways. One is to become a member of the foundation, and that's something that I didn't really touch on here, but we, we are a member-driven organization. Mm-hmm. So you can go to agff.org, click on Join tab, mm-hmm. and uh, there's membership level starting at 35 bucks and going up. For 35 bucks, you can get one of these caps just like this in the Mossy Oak Bottomlands. Mm-hmm. Um other ways, of course, support our online silent auction that, that we're pushing out mm-hmm. for our Hall of Fame banquet. And, uh, you know, there's any other opportunity to give. Mm-hmm. So visit us at agff.org or give me a call or shoot me an email at tyler at agff.org. All right, great deal. I want to make sure that, uh, that I've got my membership going, and I'm going to check out that online auction because that sounds like some awesome prizes. Yes, right sir. There. All yes, right, sir. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, Appreciate you. you being here. Yeah, yeah, great time.